Welcome to Rudy Radio with Russ. I sewed each one of those sequins on there one at a time. I didn't have a sewing machine then. You know, it seemed like a cool, hip thing to do. If I may use those words. Darcy. Let's set the scene, though. Um, it's not the 80s. You know, those eight-year-old hangovers, they're the worst. You know, they get better with age. Nonsense. Home sweet home, oh. Oh, 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 oh. She found me in the kitchen, so she told me. Butt naked. How long have you been sitting on that one? Rudy Radio, 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 Radio. Oh, my stars. It's Rudy Radio. Episode 54. Here I am in a much cooler Quebec city. It's Russell sitting at the top of the Citadel. Reaching out to my friend. Darcy in Toronto. How are you, buddy? Hey, Darcy. I'm I'm all right. I've had better days and better weeks. Well, I I lost a family member. You know, I passed uh, this week. Or not this week, but Saturday, 3 a.m. Uh, my cousin Connie had called me at 7 a.m. so we could go and see her. And it was with the, the my, my great aunt, the sister of my grandmother, my aunt Gertie. Okay. Used to, she's had Alzheimer's for a while. It hit her kind of, it hit her, her kind of hard. And I mean, all of a sudden, poof, she didn't know where she was. And she just disappeared for a while. And nobody knew who. You know, I don't know if there if there's been, if there have been you know missing persons reports and things. Just it's a it's a crazy story. But uh, she had actually went home to my mom's wedding in 1999, uh, sent a gift and all that stuff. And for whatever reason, she didn't attend the wedding. She came back, but or she decided to leave Halifax. But she didn't leave Halifax. They you know she was found in the train station. You know, not knowing what time it was, you know, or where she were, where she was, wow. and she ended up in the hospital, and somehow she ended up from being transported from the Halifax, uh, you know, hospital. It's first the police station, then the hospital, then from the hospital with some nurse back to Montreal. I because mean, I mean, her ticket information said she was from Montreal, and How here she was. How long ago was this now? This was 1999. Oh wow! This is it. Uh, the week of my mom's wedding anniversary, the 23rd. Uh, yeah, I gotta call my folks and say happy anniversary soon. <laughs> and uh, somehow we're all—it's all a woven, you know—it's all a tapestry. So uh, my cousin Connie, she does a healthcare thing, you know, reflexology, and she was in the hospital one time here in Montreal, and she saw, you know, my aunt Gertie, our aunt aunt Gertie, and uh, she thought she'd ask some questions about it because she said, you know, she's saying. You know, that's my my great uncle Ruffy, my grandmother's brother. Mm-hmm. You know, who passed at ninety four. You know, that's that's him. You know, in drag. <laughs> so she that's recognized exactly. her, but not the name. That's it. Well, or she well, didn't she see saw the name. The, well, she saw the name too. She said Hamilton. You know, so she she thought she had some questions. I mean, so weird. She said, "That's my uncle." You know, a great uncle in drag. So she went to ask, and you know, well, this is who she is. She's Gertrude Ham. Gertrude, you know, Hamilton, and she found out that that is her aunt, you know, her great aunt, you know, and she's been in the hospital here for a while. I mean, we're talking, it was 99 when uh, when she left Halifax in such mysterious ways, and we're talking 2005 when, uh, when uh, my cousin Connie found her, just by chance. Wow, so you've been to see her then since? Oh yeah, I used to. Once we found out where she was, uh, we drive uh, myself, Connie, and Ines, uh, and those are my second cousins uh, that I've discovered here. Only after the the death of my great uncle, my mm-hmm. aunt, current 
aunt uh, Gertie's brother and my grandmother's brother. Uh, and uh, we used to drive together. Because I mean, she was way out in the east end of Montreal, so it's not so easy for everyone to get to her. So we'd plan a time, and we'd hop in the car, and we would go out to see her, and we'd sing to her. I mean, I don't know if she knew who uh, any of us were, but last, uh, you know, I think she recognizes faces sometimes. Because uh, last year, our last Christmas, actually, I went home, you know, and I took some pictures of the family get together, and my grandmother, you know, her sister. And I thought the last time we visited her, I said, well, let me take my laptop. I'll show her the pictures. Mm-hmm. You know, so I slideshow. You know, when she saw Granny, you know, my, uh, my grandmother, you know, her sister Cora, you know, her face lit right up. You know, so, I mean, I know she recognizes, she recognized faces. And, yeah. You know, and she'd, uh, she'd say, utter a couple of French words from time to time. Oh, really? Know, and, oh, yeah. We got a little kick out of that. You know, and and she'd sing along. She'd sing. Uh, we sang to her, and I'd read to her cat stories. I bought a well, thank you know the frilly what not the flea market, but the Value Village. I found a book <laughs> on cat. You know, short stories about cats, and I'd you read mean, those. You could have just told her your own stories about cats. I know <laughs> you have plenty. I know. But you know what? I didn't want to freak her out. I just thought I'd have a, a planned out, you know, <laughs> written out word by word story that, you know, that has been approved by uh, an editor. I think my, my cat stories would have been too uh, stressful. Hey, Aunt Gertie, let me tell you about the cat genie. Now, I don't think that would have went over well. <laughs> you know, you know, it's, uh, All right, so yeah, she's passed so on now. So uh, At 93. So what do you say we dedicate this episode Honey, to her? I would love that very much. I would like to dedicate it to her, to her brother, uncle, my uncle Ruffy, who passed at 94, uh, her sister, my great aunt Millie, who passed at 94 as well, and my grandmother now, who's 95. Hey, don't dilute it too much. You mean like, you know, you know you're making well, it just, less special now for your great aunt. <laughs> you well, just like I sort just, of spread it out over everybody. And that's, that's, you know, that's not my intention at all. But I'm just, <laughs> I know. You know hey, <laughs> You know, have you heard the numbers? You know, did you hear the numbers? They, every single one of them are in their 90s. That's great. All, you know, uh, my grandmother's at 95. I, I'm just amazed. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what it is in that valley water, that ocean air, that salt air. Just the love that we got going down on, in there, you know, down there in that place called Nova Scotia. I can't wait to get back for the reunion, you know. I, uh, I just, um, you know, I'm feeling it. That place is great. All right, uh, reunion update. Uh, so yes, number one, primarily, this is this is for my great aunt Gertie. Okay, so let's close that off and let's uh, tag on to the the up the uh, the reunion. So what's going on? You are that, going back. A, I am going back, uh, but I don't know any details. Still, nothing set in stone nothing. yet. Nothing. I mean, I've you know made a little mess a little message here last you know last podcast. Hey, update. You know, one uh, I've sent messages on Facebook. Update. I check the info page and there's nothing. I mean, it's just the one message. This has been talked about for a while. That All was right. long everybody, ago. Everybody in this, within the sound of my voice, this guy's coming a long way. He's making a big effort to come down. You better put something on and you better do it on Facebook and make a Facebook event. Don't now just have a group. Create That's an right. event where people can RSVP. RSVVP. RSVEP, I said. RSVP. One of those letters, yeah, or several of them. Yes, then we Thank know you. Who's coming and not do that? And if you don't, I'm going to. <laughs> I'm not even Thank coming you. to it. Oh, I'm going to start one. What? 
Are you listening, people? This is the producer talking. Hey, you got to get on the ball. I know you're on the ball already. I wasn't trying to insult anybody, but we just need some info. Yes. People that are traveling a long way. I'm driving 10 hours for this gig. Actually, that's not true. 10 hours would just get me to Halifax. An hour and a half. Once I get there, you know, I got to go home, and then it's another hour. I'm driving 11 hours for this party, folks. It's that important to me. So, I mean, I'd like to know what time it starts. I can't be late. And I need to, I need some you time. You can't be late. What do you mean? No. It would only be appropriate if you were late, actually. Well, maybe. You know what I plan? <laughs> but I mean, I need some time. I need to know how much of a time period I have. Because I mean, I have to wear something. Yes, you have to know how but you'll I, be late. And uh, that's it. I don't know if we're having a formal event. If it's all in shorts and t-shirts, are we having a dinner? A mess dinner thing? You know, I just don't know anything. Are we having dinner. a DJ? Who's going to play for you? Who's going to play for you guys if you have a mess dinner? Pat's band. <laughs> That's all those new asses. Kidding me? They're playing for us. We laid down the footprints that those motherfuckers are walking in. Surely they can play for us. Sure, why not? I don't think that's unreasonable. Pat can sit down with us. Surely he has an associate director of music there, some warrant who can conduct the band to play for the mess dinner. Well, we celebrate what they now are. Which is? Members of the Land Force Atlantic Area Composite Band that grew out of the Atlantic Militia Area Band and turned into the Atlantic Area Army Band and then became the Land Force Atlantic Area <laughs> Composite Band. I got it was so, Darcy, it was ridiculous. Changing all those fucking bass drum heads to put all the letters on them. <laughs> they just had this... I, I, I don't think they thought about us at all. You know, painting the, these bass drum heads. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. They didn't give you a second thought. We're going to change the name of this band. What about Russell? He's going to have to change those bass drum heads. Yeah, that oh, guy's... Well, worse than that, I'm drawing the art. And I'm, like, putting the letters on them. You know, jeepers, creepers. Yeah, I thought that was a little wild, all those changes. But at least they provided me with the stencils, so the letters... You know, metal stencils, ancient things, so the letters, you know, appeared like they it was printed and not drawn in with, a, you know, a black permanent marker. Thank God for that. Yeah, gosh, but they need the touch-up from time to time. Speaking of touch-ups, um, how about your boots? Do they need any touch-ups? No, actually, I'm really happy with my boots. I know you're probably disappointed, and I don't even care if anyone else is disappointed. Pat, I'm talking to you. Because I, mean, I told you all about painting boots. I would never do it. I said, no, 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 no. It's not me. It's a matter of pride and all that stuff. It sounds well, sacrilege. Then, this is like... You were the guy. You were the spit-polished guy. I was, and I still am a spit-polishing bitch. I totally am, but Darcy, you know, I'm out here baking in the sun every day. And actually, by the way, yesterday, because of rain, thank you, Mother Nature, we didn't have to do the show. <laughs> it rained out. I love her, because, I mean, it was about time. I've never, we, so far this summer, I didn't get rained out. So, yeah, I, uh, I decided that, hey, you know, you're, polish your boots and then the, you go out in the sun and I mean the just the polish melts off them and I said well hell with this you know I've been doing this spit shine boots 30 years now tell me I haven't earned the right to paint my boots now I tried and you gave me shit about this and I thought this was you know a bad omen because you said no 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 it's just not cool the pride thing yes, yes. I mean I get the pride thing you understand me I get the pride thing so here I am and I, I had some black let you know i bought the paint to paint my boots i ordered a new pair online they showed up i said all right i polished them for a little while you, mean you buy your boots online now 
we don't have to buy them. They just get sent to us in the mail. I can buy – I have X number of points. If I want to use the points for all boots, hey, fine. Wow. Send me some new right, towels. So, well, towels mind. aren't included. But I can uh, send you some wool socks. Okay, fine. I can send you some wool socks and, and sports shorts. Done. All right. It's a deal. <laughs> in yeah, the mail. Merry, Merry Christmas. <laughs> God, an iPod. So you well, bought so, boots just to paint, and you bought what I kind bought, of paint did you buy? That's right. Well, I I got two pairs of pa- uh, two kinds of paint. Uh, I'll actually actually got w- one paint, a black uh, rust paint, uh, you know, high gloss. Uh, uh, rust paint. Anti rust, rust paint. paint. Rust rust paint. Not rust no, paint. Okay. Rusty anti roule. <laughs> yeah, to you know, keeps metal when you met your metal patio, patio furniture is all rusted up. Paint the shit on. Because that's no a big problem. problem. Your boots uh, rusting. Yes. Well, I just thought it would be a good thing because it's such an oil-based thing. It would soak into the leather, and I wouldn't have to worry about peeling and cracking as much. Cracking, no problem, but peeling. So I thought it would, you know, soak into the boot. But it, you know, it was thick. And I put like three coats on, and I said, "Oh, I had a parade, a change command parade in Saint Hubert. I think I may have talked about that on a prior prod- podcast." And there I was out there, and we had a rehearsal in the morning. We had six hours of rehearsal. It was ridiculous. It was stupid. It was crazy. What six hours the- of rehearsal? Oh yeah, over time, not steady. Because I mean, we got there in the morning, and the parade nine o'clock. The parade was until two o'clock in the afternoon. Ugh. So you know, it was ridiculous. All right, that's not six hours, but go ahead. But my boots didn't survive. <laughs> They started bubbling, bubbling, and then as that's right, bubbles start to appear in the in the in the flex parts, the flex zones of the boot cap. This is the painted boots. That's right, the, in the okay. flex cap, and then the bubbles. You know, they cracked in the the sun, and then the paint started the, the, to curl up. It started to roll itself up. Now, are you starting to worry? Are you uh, are you? Uh, On, it was over. Stressed. Well, I saw it and I said, "Well, there's nothing I can do about it. I'm not going to like try and cut, peel, you know, break off the paint." It was just a total disaster, and I had nothing left to do but to pull the paint off. And I could very easily, when the show was done, I said, "Well, I'm still painting these boots, and I and I, you know, I'm gonna try something else." So I ditched the the black uh, anti-rust paint, and I have a Verithane, a floor, you know, a wood floor uh, paint, you know, clear coat. Clear coat. That's it. And I put that on them, and that sucked. The, it took three coats, but those the, the first couple of coats just soaked right into the boot. Now there's some shiny patches, and then three coats later, stuck them in a plastic bag, so of course there's no dust would settle on them, and the shine is there, motherfuckers. I'm telling you, it's great. <laughs> it looks great. You know, in the flex zones, it's cracked, and you can see the cracks, but it hasn't peeled a bit. It hasn't peeled a bit. These will be easy to touch up, and if the touch-up things, you know, okay, enough is enough, I'll just I'll get a new pair of boots. They'll be in my apartment in three days, and my paintbrushes will be ready, and on three coats of erythane will go. I mean, I'm so happy with it, because I, I painted my Oxford shoes as well, so when it comes to mess dinner, <laughs> you know, I'm not, you know, I, t- I took the paint off of them, because I painted them with the rust paint too, I took the paint off of those, and I put on verithane. I'm telling you, I'm talking Cinderella. So these are your these dress shoes, shoes your, your parade boots, what about your combats? Oh, it, we don't shine our combats anymore. Not at all? No, not at all. They can we stay as black. dirty as possible. Oh, nice. Uh, we have to blacken them, but I use that, you know, the little sponge applicator thing. Oh, so you actually do blacken them then? That's right, but with the <laughs> shit. None of that, none of that spit, you know, brush shine. Yeah, you just br- you sponge them, right? That's right, I sponge them. 
Yeah, I'm tired. They're They're 30 years. I can't believe it. So so what happens then? Somebody comes across your boots and says, wait, that's way too shiny. Like, is this not, you know, a breach of protocol or whatever? Like, here at the can someone give you shit? Okay. Well, I suppose they can, but you know. you uh, You wouldn't take them on course, for instance. No, I wouldn't take them on a course. Yeah, I wouldn't take them on a course. This is this is done specifically for the show, you know, and that's it. And any parade I have, if I have some, well, no, any any parade, I, if I'm my CF uniform, my dress uniform, I'm wearing these boots. <laughs> if I'm going on a course, then no, I won't. I'll bring, I'll take the the regular boots I have, and I have a par- a good pair with a serious solid base on them, and you know it won't take me much effort to keep them up well but i'm worried asked, i'm worried that you've lost your edge that you won't be able to uh to do oh, it no, the old no, no. fashioned way anymore oh no 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 after 30 years i don't think i can lose it that quickly no like running a bike like polishing a bike i hope so <laughs> i hope so <laughs> all right so it, it sounds bike. like your your new uh, your new boots uh, caught the attention of uh, some youngsters well yeah well you said you know i take these on what happens you know people like them but i mean there are people out there that worship them, the kids. I had a concert last night uh, at a cadet camp, a cadet, a cadet camp that's nothing but music only, which is uh, wild. I went to music camp uh, as a cadet mm-hmm. you know, in Nova Scotia, but we shared the camp in Gagetown, New Brunswick, called Camp Argonaut. Uh, oh. With uh, other companies, you know, the junior, senior leadership, the junior leadership companies, uh, and cadet leadership companies, like the, the company, which was the bulk of uh, the camp. There was like th- uh, a company that had a two-week course for junior leadership, and then there were four companies that had um, the cadet leadership was the second stage, and then a company which had, was the senior leadership uh, cadets, and there was a company for music, a couple for rifle, a company for rifle, uh, the rifle people, and uh, rifle coats, they called it, and a French uh, French company. Thank you for all that detail. I know, it's (laughs) totally irrelevant, we're talking about boots here. Anyway, I polished my ass off in that camp, just to try and tie things together. Your boots ass off, yes. Yeah, that's right. yeah, I didn't polish my ass off. Well, my boots ass off. And anyway, this camp, this kid, kid camp, I don't even know the name, I think it's called General, and it's, uh, it's nothing but a cadet uh, a music camp. And I mean, it, the place looks just like a school where the cadets attend music. Well, we played a concert there last night, dressed up in our red outfits, you know, hot as hell, uh, mm-hmm. but no headdress and no white belt. So we're more flexible and comfortable. And um, I didn't realize yeah. the white belt was so, so restricting. Well, I didn't either, actually, but hey, that's what... Those what that's what the orders were, so that's what we did. So there's somebody uh, f- further up who can't doesn't have a big enough belt. Belt, <laughs> yeah, that's it. But you know, someone said, "Okay, wait, I can't sit down with this belt." Okay, uh, orders everybody belts off. <laughs> Don't you know it's some old bastard complaining? Oh, this belt is restricting my breathing. You know, and if I had, it would have been me. You know? <laughs> you know, it would have been me. My, my my arms can't extend because the the belt is clenching the tissue around my waist. For so when I raise my arms up, it's restricting me. Right. Sort of you take know? your focus off the boots and onto yeah, the belt. So. Back to the boots. But we wore all the boot. We were the 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 footwear was boots for the for the gig, and then we played an hour and a half concert. I mean, I don't know if the kids really got much about it, you know. But they loved the Saints. Uh, oh, when the Saints go marching in by the Dixie Band, uh, that played, 
there wasn't a single black person in the Dixie Band, nor did they ask for any input. Anyway, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not upset There's about no that. No comment about that. No. Just Thank a, you. I'm, just an observation. Just an observation. <laughs> Thank you very much. You know, and I'm telling you. Well, no, I'm not no, telling, telling you anything. No, no, keep your mouth shut. Moving on, the boots. Yeah, well, thank you. The boots. This is what we were wearing, and I mean, the kids love that. That was, I'm sure, that's the part they remembered the most. Even though they clapped on one in three, but hey, that's all right. They're learning. It's a school, so it's all right. Yeah. You know. So when the show was over, we're tearing down the scene. The kids are, you know, in the hanging around in the where in the seating area, and we're moving back and forth, unloading things, packing things up. And they noticed my boots and one of the kids. And I got, I got like, mugged. They swamped me. So your boots are so shiny. I said, yes, yes, they are. Oh, now, what, what do you do? you do? I told them the truth. You did? I, said, I told them because I painted them. <laughs> I told them how to paint their own boots. But don't <laughs> tell them that I told them how to do it. And don't tell anyone, don't tell anyone that they've done it. <laughs> no. You know, and they said, really? And I said, yeah. And I said, well, if you touch it, you know, does it smear? I said, no, go ahead. And they were there they were on their knees before my boots rubbing the toes. <laughs> <laughs> it was totally ridiculous. Hey, well, how about that concert we just played? <laughs> what like did you, like, you like my timpani playing? No, no, they were concerned about the shine on my boots. But you, this is what bothers me, I guess, but the story is that you could have as easily impress them with the way you would normally polish your your boots like you were renowned for the polish you would put on your boots that's true and you, i'm still you were almost like almost superhuman powers in boot polishing abilities but now you just you just <laughs> it's 30 years later are you feeling me it's 30 years later i was there about the music they didn't see my boots while i was playing the timpani i wanted to amaze them with my technique hey do you have any questions about what I played, what I did back there with the timpani? You know, what, what's, what are those called? They're but called the timpani. Un- the unfortunate reality for these cadets and uh, is that they'll actually spend more time probably trying to get their boots ready than they will practicing their instruments. Well, not if they paint them. <laughs> so you're actually... You're I told actually, them exactly what I used. So actually, so the musical ability of the cadet bands in general will improve because they won't have to spend so much time polishing their boots. I would hope so. I told them exactly what I used, how many coats it took, and how you put them in a plastic bag or the oven. Don't turn the oven on. It's nine thirty. The cannon just went boom. Don't turn the oven on. You know, and they got a, that was the only I think one of my only French uh, jokes. This is all in French. This is one of my only successful uh, French jokes. You know, your boots are in the you oven just... drying. Don't turn the oven on. <laughs> yeah. So I told them uh, exactly how I did it. Wow, it's it all in French. I'm impressed. Oh, mais oui, je suis un bitch français. I don't like it. May may we say bien sûr? Hey, merci. Of course. (laughs) J'ai beaucoup d'expérience avec ça aussi. You know, des années uh, de français, plus que uh, presque vingt-cinq, peut-être vingt, twenty years of Frenchness. So yeah, I told them what to do and how to do it. Don't tell them I told you. Don't tell anyone you did it. Wow. So I just think. And I also told them, hey, this is why I painted them. You know, I spent six years as a cadet. I polished my boots, and I told them it was just, this is the first year. I've been doing this for 24 years, and this is the first time I polished my boots. All the years through that, it's been spit and shiny, spit and, you know, and, and kiwi. Yeah, this is the first time I did it. And I mean, you know, when I when I thought I was going to do it, I told them, yeah, I'm going yeah, to do this. You know, I wasn't happy with it, but now that I've done it, I'm thrilled even with the first failed attempt. 
I'm glad I had an option. I backed my own ass up, and pow, now I'm a happy wow. non-boot-polishing motherfucker. And then they asked you, what's your name? You tell all your friends, Bill Collier. Oh, no, I told him <laughs> Corporal Kaye. <laughs> He's the guy that did the amazing xylophone solo. Oh, <laughs> so you didn't blame it on French. somebody else. And nice. they laughed. And they I laughed because they knew it wasn't, uh, they knew it wasn't, uh, it wasn't uh, me. Oh, so they <laughs> understood they were getting information on the down low. I see. That's it. But I, I, I told him, I said, hey, what's your name? Are you coming back? I said, well, I'm, I'm asked Corporal Fire. Oh, wait a moment. No, I'm Corporal Kaye. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was just trying to have fun. All right, Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. So, okay, mother- let's. Um, and we're going back to that same cadet camp to play for the senior group uh, next week. Let's hope your boots are a hit. You've got a uh, court reporter for us, right here. Oh, indeed, I do. As a matter of fact, from right. the courtrooms of Judge Joe Brown. It's time to dust off the uh, the theme music. I, I was over. Sorry. Welcome yes, back. this court reporter comes through. Comes from the courtroom of Judge Joe Brown. People from the Maritimes, and then many people all over the world. Well, at least, well, in well, seafood countries. <laughs> anyway, this is Move a seafood story from the. I'm trying <laughs> seafood story from the courtroom of Judge Joe Brown. I've said that three times. Anyway, there's a. A shrimp boil going on. This guy's getting together. His buddy friend friend calls him. Says, "Hey, I'm gonna have a shrimp boil. You know, a shrimp boil." And he's all excited. Oh, come come on over. He invites his friend and his ex girlfriend. Now uh, he's coming with him, of course. Uh, she's ex course ex girlfriend because he's suing her in court. So they're at the shrimp boil, and I was like, "Wait a moment. We got no sauce, no dipping sauce for these shrimp." And everyone's been drinking, and he just okay. Well, forget about the sauce. Forget about the dip, the dipping sauce for the shrimp. But his girlfriend at the time decides, no, 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 no. I need my dipping sauce for the the shrimp. So she takes his keys, unbeknownst to him, and she goes to dry, you know, go to get goes to get the sauce. Well, she has an accident with the car. Mm-hmm. It's you know a nice SUV thing, and uh, totally writes it off, and. Uh, the reason why she writes it off because she claims that she that she was driving to the grocery store. Uh, someone was on on the wrong side of the road, and she swerved to get out of the way and drove his truck off the road and into a creek. Nice. <laughs> she has to swim herself back to shore, oh, and she hits the ride creek, and then. goes back to the party. And she arrives all soaking wet. And she says to her boyfriend, "She said I had an accident." <laughs> She's soaking. He's wondering what's happening. She walks back. She leaves the car there in the creek. That's right. It's in. It was in the creek. She couldn't drive it out because I mean it's over. She had to swim, according according to her. So the 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 truck drove into the water and sunk. You know, with these roof. So she drove. uh, She hitched a ride and got back to the party and said, "Hey, you know, I I had an accident. You know, and uh, well, where's the truck? She's she's telling him she doesn't know. She was drunk. You see." She was drunk. He told her not to use the car because everyone had been drinking, and they were going to go without the sauce for the shrimp. And uh, she decided to go get it anyway. She had already had plenty of sauce and then got behind the wheel. That's right, and he wanted her to pay for the loss of the vehicle. She didn't think she had to do it because it was in her way. The judge tried to explain her ways, and he asked her, do you have a drinking problem? And when's the last time you had a drink? She said, well, last night around 9 o'clock. And he says, I think you're still on the influence now. 
Well, she decided that, you know, with the way he was talking to her, she said, hey, there's something else going on here. You've got three kids, none of which you have custody of. He's the father of your third child, two-year-old, and he's taking care of it, and you're not providing child support. And she said, well, that's got nothing to do with anything. And he said, you're just being mean now. She said, no, there's a problem going on here. And she says, no, 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 no. You know, the judge is trying to explain to her, no, this is it. There's a problem. You know, you have to pay the man for his truck. You shouldn't have taken it. He said, but days, days got in my way. <laughs> days. It, it was quite incredible. And she didn't like what the judge was saying. So she walked out from behind her podium, her lectern, as they call it in the courtroom. And she wanted to go up after. She was going to go up after the judge. Really? The she ba- charged yeah, him? She went after him. Wow. And the judge, bailiff, you know, stepped in the way. No, ma'am. You know, stepped behind the seat and says, hey, you know. Understand this is a legal. This is a legal affair. We're under, you know, United States law here. You know, and we've arrested people from time to time. If you want to be one of them, you know, continue. So when it, when all is done, said and done, you know, she pays uh, Buddy for his truck. Unfortunately, the, the statutory limit for that particular state, Alabama, was uh, three thousand dollars in small claims court. Even oh, though wow. the loss of his vehicle was more than that, so he still, you know, had to, you know, still had to swallow a loss. And hopefully he'll get three thousand bucks back. Good luck to him because his uh, his girlfriend's not paying him any child support, you know, you know for the child that they have custody of. Well. I've never seen that on Judge Joe Brown. She walked up. She she was going after him for any courtroom, <laughs> even though it's TV and it's not real like you say. But I don't believe you. It is real. It's on Fox. Oh, sorry. Wait, you say it was on Fox? Mm-hmm. Oh, then I owe you an apology. But- there are no faux <laughs> programs on Fox. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, no, I, yeah. All the news wow. is true. Wow. It's all on me. Yeah, big, big apologies here. That's right. It's I had time. no idea it was on Fox. Well, there you go. Now you know. Now you understand <laughs> the truth of it. You know, that, oh, yeah, this is credible shit. This is really radio. It's all credible. And here's our uh, closing music. Oh. There we go. Bookend that nicely. And that's the end of the show. Oh, really? Yeah. It really hasn't been a half an hour, hasn't it? I downloaded a new version of Skype, and it doesn't tell me the time. It just totally messed me up, and I can't find the version I have. The new version of Skype doesn't even tell you what time it is? Well, well, I mean, well, not it tells you what time it is, but it doesn't tell you how long uh, the conversations last. Oh, I'm full of shit. Oh, 32 minutes. There you go. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. (laughs) All right, uh, so... I'll shut up. So, oh, wait a moment, the closing, right. Um, this, has, here, this episode oh, dedicated to your great-aunt. Yeah, my great-aunt, Aunt Gertie. You know, we know you're with the angels. It's a crazy story, because when we have a uh, service, uh, someone will wear the clothing of the person that we've lost. And uh, they gave us her a bag of her effects, and there's some pictures in it. You know, we didn't look at the pictures because we saw pictures on the wall that she had, uh, and they, uh, we just assumed they were in the bag. But there were some other ones as well. And my cousin Connie called me today uh, to let me know what was going on as far as arrangements, and they're still to be determined. That the you, uh, the the dress that my cousin Ines chose, uh, that my aunt Gertie was wearing uh, on one of the pictures in the bag. You know, that we didn't see. It was just them thinking, that's my Aunt Gertie, you know, saying, yeah, that's the one you're supposed to, you know, to let us know that she's up there partying, you know, in heaven with her, <laughs> her sisters, you know, and her brothers. That is amazing, and it's also not what I expected to come to you after I mentioned her again. I thought you just wrapped it up nicely. 
Uh, you knew I was trying to tidy up the end of the show, but uh, you did. But hey, you know, <laughs> the world works in mysterious ways. People love it. That's all I'm saying. So here in Quebec City, it's just after 9:30. The cannon went boom with a view of the chateau front and back outside my window. This is Russell saying thank you again for tuning in, and I'll talk to you soon. And from Toronto, this is Darcy. See you next week. <laughs> Bye, everybody. There's 30 minutes you'll never get back. Music from Medio's Music Alley. Music.medio.com. The song is titled WW from Green Room's album, Connect. Available at CDBaby.com. Links are in the show notes at our site, RudyRadio.com. Also on our site, you'll find our Facebook page and iTunes, where we'd love you to leave us your feedback. Please tell us you love us. We love you, and we thank you for listening to Rudy Radio.